Hello, Tim. Hi, Ryan. And hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Dismembering Horror, the podcast show where myself, Ryan McDuffie. And myself, Tim Aslan. We discuss, a.k.a. dismember, a horror film every week. Every week. Every week. Every, every Thursday. Week. You can hear us fresh and alive, straight from us to you. So fresh. And to dismember a horror film, what does that mean? We talk about what worked for us, what did not work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy about a horror film that we've been wanting to see that was recommended to us. We're hoping to, to see the unseen here, talk about the non-discussed, and today I believe we have reached, yes, this is episode 80 dismembering horror Yee! exactly new uh new set of tens whatever you call it <laughs> we're in the 80s now tim <laughs> we're octopodcastarians <laughs> yeah precisely <laughs> excited to see what they hold for us the 80s but the first of the 80s as in episode 80 which today's episode is brought us Demon Wind. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's we, today's Demon episode. Wind. Demon Wind. <laughs> yep. Yep. How about this one? How about this one? Yep. How about this one? That's how about this one? How about this one? What are you doing? I'm creating some demon wind here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about this one? Oh, that's just a flush. Yeah, Tim, you're playing. You're playing. How about this one? <laughs> okay, so we found one that, in my opinion, kind of is fitting for this movie. <laughs> Was that the baby sounds? <laughs> God. It didn't make any sense. That was really confusing. I hope it was even more confusing for whoever's listening. Well, I suppose... Just a barrage of random sounds. Which is what this film was. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> c confusing barely scratches the surface. Confounding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Confounding is so accurate. Well, what are we talking about? Let's watch the, the trailer. That will help us delve into this okay. film. Yeah. <laughs> yep. High cinema. Known as Demon Wind. 60 years ago, an entire family vanished without a trace. Now one young man must face the Demon Wind. How do we get to the Carter place from here? You can't? I think something bizarre has been going on at that farm for a long time. I want to find out what. It's a gateway to hell, and there's no turning back. New protesta Santa la Vived? What did it say? 
Now Satan shall walk. Please, boy. Don't go up there. I have to. You can't leave. You are mine. It's an altar to the devil. No, it really is. So, how would you rate? Wow. Demon Wind. Would you tell yourself to avoid it, stream it, rent it, or buy it? You know, as much as I think this movie is just dog shit, it's pretty fun. It's so stupid that you got you like I can see you just getting on board with the just it's it's insane and makes no sense and the characters are completely ridiculous and they do things that no human would ever do. And so if you just get on board with that, the stupidity of it, I think, maybe stupidity is not the exact right word, but just the ridiculous nonsense of it. The the lack of the, the inner logic, which equals a lack of any logic. There's no logic. I mean, it's just like, yeah. So I, I would I would stream it like, you know, maybe in another one of my imaginary parties that I'll never have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. I could see getting, like, pretty baked with, like, five or six friends and just it being a fucking good time. Just a raucous, like, it's so stupid. Maybe, um, so I give it a rent it because I think that might be my default <laughs> just without having to literally get baked, <laughs> as you put it. But, I mean, as far as films that we've watched that have just been that I've just had fun watching you with like it's yeah. pretty up there yeah there were times I think my problem is is that at a certain point I was like it's just droning on with stupidity yeah. and that's where my limit is so so I think I might have added this to the list because I saw some there's a slash film write up the best worst and craziest horror movie you've <laughs> never seen is now streaming Shudder was the one Great. to kind of put it on so I wouldn't give it like that high kind of no, like no. bad you know good movie praise but it was but nor was it just sort of like where I get confounded and mad in a in a bad way with it. It was kind of an in-between for me. Yeah, I never got mad so much as I just kept... I was just confounded. I kept saying, what the fuck but, is going on? Why Why this is honestly, though, a pretty high rent it. Just as far as... <laughs> we'll spit out his coffee there. Um, Close. This is kind of like when we watched, you know... Um, this happened with other ones, but this is jumping out to me right now. When we watched Planet of the Vampires, and like yeah. we kind of agreed to like all the bad parts about it, but you were like, you know what though? When it comes down to it, just w the mood and the look and like what it means and represents, I'm just sure. into it. I really like it. Yeah. And so that is this for me. Something that is even more kind of ineffable to try to tune into, yeah. and I'm. I, the only way I can kind of try to define whatever this sub sub genre is, is by giving other examples, but it's something that me and my good friend Ramsey always try to like seek out and is our yeah. favorite thing to kind of discover together. Very specific type of film. It feels like the height of them is, you know, horror films, but the height of them, I want to say the sweet spot is like 88 to 92. You can give or take a few years, whatever, mm -hmm. but movies like dolls mm -hmm. society. Yep. The first troll. Yeah. Ghoulies 2. Yes. <laughs> um, they're, they, they have just enough of a budget to just sort of give it like it feels like it almost should be a Hollywood film. 
But at the same time, but they saved a lot of money on the actors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's often it. They'll often have like a like like some sort of fant- like fantastical element on mm-hmm. top of the horror. Um, but I think what I love about them, and I wish I could figure out a better way to define them, but I think the sort of unifying thing to them that brings me back and why I just you know want to put this as high as a rent is like they're just so fascinating when you approach it as like, what world are these filmmakers living in? That that really is to me, the ultimate question. Yeah. Like, like what, what is their fucking mindset going right. in? Well, and, and the because way it's, I, it could be so many different things, but your window into it is you're seeing how they see the world via how they like, see films themselves it's not even so much like the stuff that's put on screen is representative of their immediate worldview no but what they're putting up on screen is their view of what movies should be (laughs) and then that's telling you about what do they pay more attention to what do they pay less attention to what are they just blatantly stealing how do they fill in or not fill in the gaps like how do they you like what character is how they talk like all those things yeah um well and, you know, uh, did you say, you said dolls, right? Yes. Well, Dolly Dearest has very similar things, too, So, Dolly right? Dearest, I almost put down, but I felt that it was, it's close, it's in there, it's good, but it felt like it didn't have quite the level of- Too much um, made for TV yeah, sort of vibe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, could, I, I get that, yeah. Um, it, yeah, man. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's schlock, mm-hmm. right? Like, it is schlock, and there is good schlock, and there's bad schlock. This does have what you enjoyed, though, like, part of the get that the flavor I'm trying to get is the yeah. the style that it is. Yeah. All that. Or, uh, sorry, the, I should say the style, like, of the, meaning, like, the fashion at the time. <laughs> yes. All that it's a time capsule for. It is. It really is. It's borderline the stuff-ish, but the stuff is, is like, next level. Yeah. Like, there is there is a viewpoint that the director has in the stuff that is very, like, I think, specific. And this doesn't have that. That's why I think it's confusing. Yeah. It's because it's like, what is the fucking viewpoint? Like, where – like, I, my big thing is, in this type of movie, do the – does the director uh, think they're being funny or are they trying to be serious or is it some middling thing? I feel like I've said this before and it's they aren't even thinking in those terms. Right, right. Well, and I, yeah. They're okay. thinking this is a movie <laughs> and this is what you do yeah. and it looks like a movie and here we are. Okay. Shoot it. Fair enough. All right. Well, so enough from all that. You could gauge why maybe I'm a rent it. I don't even know what to say. Well, we start with our summary, and to oh. start us off, I think I think this is pretty telling. It was really funny the Wikipedia for it. You know, like the the very very first, not even before the synopsis, but like the single sentence synopsis. Sure. It like it's so telling. It's just like they sort of. Um, not even flipped a coin, but just like, you know, when you have more than two sides to pick, what is it? They just, like, there's so many ways you could have summarized this film. <laughs> you still would have been missing, you know, most of it. 
Sure. So because there's yeah, because there's no like actual cohesive thread. Well, the film is just (laughs) throwing shit out there. Yeah. So (laughs) so this is how they decide to sum it up. Whoever wrote this, the single sentence summary. And then, Tim, how about I ask you to then fill in everything it's missing? Okay. In one sentence? Just similar summary wise. Like, okay, well, to complete this summary, I would have to say... (laughs) All right. So it says the film concerns a group of friends who travel to an old farm and soon find they can't leave as a mysterious fog sets in. Wow. We're just scratching the surface here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So where, well, like, where do you even begin? That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is true. That's, that's like the least of the fucking like story points. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so the film concerns, the film also (laughs) concerns the, you know, okay. Er, uh, Eric Larson is the actor. Sorry. Corey. So Corey. Okay. So there's a dude, Corey, and his dad has been kind of like a fucking recluse for many, many years out in the countryside, I guess. And uh, Corey has gone to to pay him a visit with his girlfriend, uh, Elaine. And we meet Corey after the visit and he's a bit shaken up by it, but he's determined to go to the family farm where his dad was born for, for just, he's just compelled. And (laughs) he decides as our first summary (laughs) said to invite eight other friends. (laughs) All willingly. Right. (laughs) Excitedly join along. Yeah. So they all meet up at a at a gas station that's literally on the side of a dirt road in the middle of fucking a field. <laughs> <laughs> and Harcourt, who it's Harcourt's cafe and gas, he's an old dude who well, he's actually not that old, but we'll get to that later. He um, is the old man so, character archetype. Exactly. And he is determined to warn them repeatedly like seven or eight times not to go to the Carter farm, which is where Corey was trying to get to. And then they go anyway. Now, Corey's friends, let's describe Corey's friends real quick, just to give you a little flavor of what's going on. (laughs) His girlfriend, who starts off being sort of like, she seems kind of like bitchy and, and like pissed off, but she's actually totally cool. So it's a weird like introduction to her because she's like why aren't you paying attention to me and it's like and then and then she's like super fun and and nice and like cool and actually kind of a badass in a lot of the movies as soon as he reveals that it's because his dad committed suicide Hmm. right so he'd like kept this from her for the last (laughs) couple hours yeah which i guess sure fine whatever um his dad had cut his own wrists soon after Corey like met with him i guess Anyway, so Elaine is, she's actually pretty cool. Um, she's, you know, blonde and sort of, I don't know. She's she's blonde and, and kind of cool and like up 
up for it and she's super in love with Corey. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so then we meet uh, a, a, a quartet of friends. They're the ones who show up first at the cafe. We've got Dell, who is like basically just a cardboard cutout of like a muscle bound blonde Ken doll. Yeah, 80s jock yeah. uh, bully right. type. Um, we've got Terry, I believe, his girlfriend, who is like kind of Velma y. Um, Scooby Doo Velma y. She doesn't say much. She's just sort of Dell's girl. Uh, and then, ooh, I, uh, what, what, what was the Stacy, right? Stacy, yeah. I think, is the. Um, Stacy and Chuck, was it? Who's the We're glasses the- guy? Jack. Jack. Jack is the glasses guy. So we've also got Jack, and then we've also got Bonnie. Yeah. So Jack and Bonnie, um, they're kind of just like, I don't know, Jack's got a fucking rad rat tail. <laughs> and a little earring. Yeah, a little earring, and he's got really big 90s, like, round glasses. Um, and he he's in brown. Uh, shit. Terry is in red. Dell is in blue. Uh, Bonnie is in pink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Elaine is in green. And Corey is in sort of dark green. Okay. Anyway, we'll fill out the color palette as we go along. So they're all whatever. They're just like, hey, man, why'd you ask us to come out here? Never said. Yeah. They just like show up and they're sort of like, so what's up? Mm-hmm. Which is a little odd. And then um, Harcourt warns them a couple more times and pulls a gun on Dell for sort of just because he's Dell's being a dick. And then we get then we the get magician. Chuck and Stacy. Chuck and Stacy who are completely out of control. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, I guess Chuck is sort of like sort of a James Deany wannabe. Yeah. Kinda. But he's wearing a, a like a navy blue trench coat. So we've got the the sort of indigo part Stacey of Stacy is our magician. He's full our, force our magician. Kung fu magician. Yeah. He he kung fu's a beer can in the air. Well they come rolling like, up. <laughs> he's in his they're in the convertible and he's like <laughs> You know, you know, They've standing got a spear, up inside a, of it, a speaker like a loudspeaker. He has like, that black and red lined cape. <laughs> That's right, white gloves. Makes a, a rabbit appear. Makes a dove appear. Oh man, he's anyway, full yeah, on. How do we? Okay, okay let's move along. So, okay. Um, anyway, so he the, he's a cool guy. Karate's a beer can. Um, uh, and then okay, so they all get they all get on board with Corey. He's like, we're going to the farm. Harcourt's like, don't do it. It's like, fuck you, we're doing it. So they go and they come upon a uh, a ruined sort of couple walls of an old stone house, I guess, or whatever. And there's a fucking crucifix out front with a skeleton still attached to it. Now, mind you, in the opening scene from 1931, we've gotten this like long drawn out thing of uh, a woman inside that house when it's not destroyed uh and she's barricaded herself in and she's got like spells and incantations going on on the floor and then she starts saying oh no the wind and and the uh, her husband becomes a sort of demon 
it's like and attacks her. Well, he's half transformed to what we'll we'll come to know as their full transformation. Demon. Right, right. So, and and then she, she says a thing about. You know, if I drop this snow globe with the house in it, you know what'll happen. We both go. We both go. And then she drops it because he eats her head and or neck. And and then they all explode. Yeah. And they're, they're Corey's grandparents? Yes. Okay. So we get to that house with Corey and the gang and... <laughs> They're, you know, they're like, whoa, trippy. And there's skeletons and there's a skull on the ground. And Corey magically knows that it's his dad's brother that's one of the skulls through some cool animated lightning that goes into his fingers. Um, and then we get to sort of the mo more confounding stuff, which is the front door of this house, if you look into the ruins, in through the front door, you see the preserved house. Like, it's still there. But if you walk around the ruins, it's not. So there's some sort of gateway. And they decide to go in, and all hell sort of starts to break loose, right? Like, the house, the, like fucking erupts kind of and shakes and like they all run outside and then there's like three little girls that appear and then Bonnie gets turned into a baby doll and then blows up and is dead and like I mean it's just I could just go down the line of it's just stuff happening that is seemingly unconnected well, so more what is the connective thread here so more or less though what happens is they turn into and are and or are attacked by kind of a I guess, risen from the dead demon zombies or yes, something. Yes, yes. Oh, and I think the key element is that in the barn is a, like, altar to Satan. Okay. That, I think, is... It's not like... It's unfortunately not kind of focused or leaned on. You get kind of one scene that, like, shows it, and then that's it, which... Yeah. But I think that's the crux of it, essentially, yeah. is that somebody... On the farm, before Corey's grandparents moved there, were worshiping Satan, and they and they encanted or something Satan to, or I guess Satan, a demon, to to open a portal, and now he's sort of been laying in wait. He's the demon wind. Yeah, he's been laying in wait. Uh, on the farm for more victims and then or for them to reopen the portal i guess i guess when they blew up the house they closed the portal i don't know man i mean no shit me neither <laughs> <laughs> anyway to finish up the summary they're all stuck <laughs> there because the when they try to escape fog just puts them back where they're going all right. their car batteries are dead um, but then it's just sort of like more friends show up yep. at one point. Um, and so anyway, they just, yeah, they just either Willie and Rena, they turn into demons or are killed by demons until it builds to one final fracas with a King demon, I guess we'll call him. And yeah, then and Corey says a spell and turns into an alien. Yep. Yeah, and then, um, like what the fuck they both. <laughs> and then Corey and, uh, Elaine, the couple, the main couple, they make it to the end. Great. All right. Should we get into it? What worked? Yeah. Okay. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. 
Okay, Tim, <laughs> this will cover a lot, but to start off with, and kind of, you know, how we already said, it's kind of like they took the kitchen sink approach as far as when you reference like <laughs> yes. other films, it's kind of taking things from, because it's like, it's like the zombie movie. It's got the evil dead possession angle. It's even got like the fog. It's got this more specific Satan demon stuff going on in it. It has like the cabin in the woods thing. Kids getting killed off. You could go, even go on, you yeah. know? It's, yeah, you can go on. As the, like, a, endlessly. A magic element to it's it. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just nonstop. So, this is what worked for me, Tim. That was worked. I, I put how, like, nothing made sense is what worked for me. Like, I love that. It was just, as I already said, it's fascinating. It's fun. It made it fun to watch with you to get, like, just have to be constantly <laughs> confounded by it all. So just to go down yeah. go down the list here of some confounding things, maybe a, a lesser one. Tell me what you think. So when we first discover that, you know, from the front of this of this wall of the barn and he walks, uh, you know, you can see through it and it's full, but you walk around back and it's non-existent. What would it look like to the people looking in it if he were to have walked in back so he was outside and then stepped through the doorway. Right, he doesn't do that. He They can't see him, though. Yeah. Like, he walks around to the back, and they're like, Corey, Corey, where'd you go? And he's like, I'm right here. Right. Okay. But instead of walking, yeah, I agree. Instead of walking through to be like, whoa, what the fuck was that? He goes back around <laughs> yeah. the wall. But, like, it's like one of those things where... This is why it's confounding, because that is one of those things where it's like if they had him walk through, then they'd have to, like, make a rule. Yeah. And they're like, well, fuck that. Let's not make any rules. And beautiful. Love right. it. Works and for so me. And so I get it. It definitely. Yeah, it works because it's like, don't don't make rules in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And then we move on. Um, it's so funny how, as we already said, they keep showing up. Where, so we have like two arrivals happen at the gas station and they're each like feels like, you know, the cavalry's arrived kind of thing. And finally, we think they've all shown up and like there's a half hour left in the movie. And finally, one final couple shows up. Oh, it must be them. Yeah. Like, oh, OK, great. Yeah, they made it. <laughs> like, OK, sure. And where were they even going to all stay in this old barn? Like... <laughs> Did any of them bring food? Did they, you know, I think that they did bring food because there's one scene where Elaine brings him a sandwich, but he scares her and she drops it on the floor. So what what, under unless unless in the magic cabin, there's food under what pretenses (laughs) did he invite them? We'll never know. You know, this was an interesting thought I had because it it harkens back to a, a, a more simple time. Imagine what went into getting them to come out there, Yeah, right? He had to go, hey, guys, I want to go to this thing, right? I want to go to this whatever fucking farm. It's it's here. It's You, you got to take this highway to this fucking back road to, and you got to go on this dirt road that's just two tire marks, you know, like it's just two, it's a nothing road. And it goes through hills 
endlessly for some amount of time. But don't worry, eventually you'll you'll get to this gas station that like, does he know that thing was there? It's not like he called them, right? Yeah. They don't have cell phones. So he had to describe all of this of how to get there to them and then say, you know, show up around the afternoon. Yeah. Right. Like, we'll see you there. Except for those, the, the, the latecomers, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. They just, they got delayed. Maybe they took a wrong turn and it took them, you know, seven extra hours <laughs> to fucking find where the fuck they were going. But the idea of that, like, it's such a simple Especially time. hard for our cell phone minds to grasp. Yeah. No GPS. <laughs> so then Nobody we... had a map out. Just more okay, so more what the heck moments going down that I loved. <laughs> Elaine, when they're first they show up alone in the diner, just the couple, they presume it's empty, so then she takes off her pants to show the heart sewn in on her underwear. Yeah. All right. What a rump. All right. Just, and then they get just, caught. Just because. Yeah, just because, because she's fun. Mm-hmm. Little girls appear and turn um what's her face? Bonnie into a doll. Then it talks, then explodes, and none of them seem to care. They really, you know, Bonnie, 30 seconds earlier, says to Jack, you know, I got a bad feeling about this place. Like, I think something bad's going to happen. Just promise me that you won't, like, bury me here. And he's like, Jesus Christ, Bonnie, calm down. Mm -hmm. You know, like, nothing bad's going to happen. Even though they just went into a magic house that fucking started to shake and flip out. And they ran out of it for like to save their own lives. Like everybody's just weird calm. Especially and, after she dies by those means. Yeah, and then she fucking ex baby doll morph explodes. Yeah. Incredible. Love it's, it. Works it, for me. It is one of those sort of like um age old things in in movies of just like let's just keep moving along. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we have just other like little things where it's, what's great is you never know what's going to happen next as far as like these, these rules, because like you have, when they're arriving, they drive by an egg in a tree that breaks and is filled with worms. Like, okay. And then yeah. at some point later on, a cow skull opens its mouth and shoots out its demon tentacle to strangle someone. Yeah. Uh, then the big, the big ending. So we have, they're, they're like. They're they're um, surrounded by demons. And then the old man from the beginning, he comes up to save the day. How does he save the day? So he sort of summons them yeah. to like encircle him. Yeah. And then he's I, wearing a priest's outfit. So I guess since he disappears, he sacrifices himself not to defeat them, but to coalesce them into the super demon. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Yes, that's what that's happens. What it, okay, great. I loved it. I don't have like a, a, a breakdown so, for you. So then it would be easier to defeat him, I guess. So, so then it's a concentrated battle all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little confusing. That's confounding. It's so, certainly he seems to save them, but but doesn't yeah oh that was great the super demon was especially the case where i just loved how the demon voices sounded oh, i can't even do oh yeah you cannot understand any of what they're saying well so, especially like, you could half understand it like the earlier guys the earlier yeah. guys but then once it got to the super demon <laughs> i was understanding maybe like a third of it Oof. yeah maybe. but just the quality of the sound tim like i love it it just makes me want to like 
gargle and chew on it, like in to try to put it in that like you know what it's yeah. the word for it combining senses yeah way it's, yeah it's pretty intense i just i just love how it sounds and then that that super demon too had goat legs classic that was cool yeah and then so okay so then we get like so then okay what we have to do is use the book to defeat the main big demon by reading a passage yet then also, they use it a little later just to simply shoot magic out of to kill the sure. final demon at yeah. the gas station. Okay. <laughs> um, the one part where the the trench coat dude had his their friend him and a uh, magician guy are like fighting everyone <laughs> off, and yeah. like if they're doing great, you kind of think like shoot they aren't running out of bullets and shooting does something cool yeah. but then the dude has his throat slashed by like nothing by not, yeah we never see he just suddenly has gotten his throat slashed. yeah but, the, no but there's one literally gets, nobody in front of him like what <laughs> great incredible maybe We're, it was the wind maybe yeah. it was the demon wind <laughs> <You're> right <laughs> it was the wind <laughs> and, and why why does <laughs> any of it happen yeah. Oh, like, how about the the you have limitless gun ammo, but then limited dagger usage. Man, like the daggers disappear, but you they yeah. had all the ammo in the world. So yeah. like, and then also so shooting them, it seemed to kind of work. Like it would, yeah. they, they'd fall or sort of, but there it was never it never showed like oh it, they fall but they're still getting up. Never did we have a sense of sort of how much or how little right. was shooting them doing. Yeah, it certainly was at at minimum slowing them down. <laughs> yeah, but again, never shown or ex- shown explicitly one way or the other. Yeah, and then so one of the guys, Jack, the glasses guy, how he's one of the ones who's demonized. Stabbed in the eye with one of the the limited yeah. use daggers. I like that. That was great. But then, like how he first and only one for this to happen to, I believe, first turns back into his human self after is stabbed without it in his <laughs> eye. Then right. he regresses in ages until he reaches not like after a baby toddler. He then turns into a dove. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, they you know. Elaine said something about like I saw his soul. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's a his, his soul is represented by a dove. Oh, that's, see, okay. That's, I'm gonna make a leap here. Great. <laughs> and then like you called him an alien, but I was like, why wow. does what the hell? Why does Corey turn into a good demon? Is how I thought he was like. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like a good demon. You haven't seen it, but in the TV um, episode of Goosebumps Haunted Mask, it kind of looks like that. <laughs> It kind, kind of, of made me think of like um, uh, Alien Nation. You remember that mm-hmm. show? There's this show in the late 80s, early 90s, probably right around the same time. They probably just stole the fucking makeup from it, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, why did he have to turn into this good demon in order to fight the grand demon? Why did they just do? Yeah, it didn't seem to give him like powers per se. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe it gave him kind of like resistant powers because like the the evil demon like puts his hand on his face and it doesn't really do anything. It just gives him a little charm fingerprints yeah. on his head. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, that's. Yeah. I could go on. I mean, I really like there is a moment when um, Dell, who's just such a douche, um, he and Terry have gone to sleep. And 
he's like starts groping her in her sleep. He's like rubbing her boob and, you know, arm and like basically spoon humping her. And then she turns around and it's demon Stacy, who's the magician. And he's Mm -hmm. all like fucked up and it's a dream. You know, Del wakes up from this dream, but it's a really fun like moment. It's so cheesy. Oh, it's great. But it's so good because they had established earlier that Stacy used to date Terry and oh, there's yeah. this weird bullshit confrontation between the two of Dell and, and Stacy. Stacy's a dude. And uh, yeah. And then Terry's like, no, nah, I'm with you, Dell. <laughs> and then when um, Dell and is it Terry finally decide, you know, they're to escape on their own, even though they know the winds is going to transport them back. They're at a fun death of getting like stabbed. In oh, the yeah. Face. She demonizes and then she suddenly has essentially nails like like hammer and nails, nails, four nails. Mm -hmm. And she just impales him awkwardly in the forehead. So uh, (laughs) another great thing that's throughout this, which is your reaction to every time this happened, Tim, made me think like I wouldn't have been, I was almost expecting a rent it from you. But like, I love the like totally... 1990 like drawn on magic oh like, yeah lightning magic whatever yeah. exploding magic Blow in my mind where it's just it's just like so clearly just hand-drawn whatever stuff but every time it came on tim you were like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoa look at that yeah. look at that thing that i keep not expecting to happen it <laughs> keeps happening it's great it's blue it's yellow it's just a cartoon yep <laughs> Um, I love the gross out fluids in it. It was like the white goop slime blood dripping out of their mouths. Yellow blood when they get shot. Oh, yeah. Yellow goop. Yeah. Um, I really love the moment when um, they're in the barn and uh, Rena has just been eaten by the the cow head skull tongue thing. (laughs) This is why it's a rent it for me, folks. <laughs> and and then uh, Stacy and, and Chuck, the demon Stacy and Chuck, like come back in, which is all. You know, what's great about this. All of the demons, like once they're demonized, they're still just people wearing the exact same makeup. Right. Like everybody basically has been made up to look the same. They've kind of got pointy ears and they've got sort of like pink, bubbly, slimy faces. And they're all wearing the fucking same teeth prosthetics it's pretty funny but then what yeah but they're themselves like they're wearing their costumes right right? like like chuck still has his fucking trench coat on and stacy still got his denim jacket on that's what's so so good dorky looking i love it though like the getting to see them as their demon selves is so satisfying yeah you know like the the glasses dude like when we see him in his demon self and we just go oh glasses on yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck of course demons don't need glasses <laughs> come on so when they're in the barn and chuck and stacy show up demon chuck and stacy and they're like we're gonna get you and uh, uh and then suddenly Corey and elaine are like oh hey remember we have these daggers it's like yeah no shit why weren't you just carrying them around <laughs> so they pull them out and and <laughs> it really really upsets chuck he starts making this noise that we couldn't even really like recreate, but it is a great noise. It's sort of like this. Yeah. He does not like it and they back off and it's just weird. Like everything about it's weird and like 
amusing at the same time. Because mm-hmm. it's, it almost, I think a lot of this movie feels like as much as they obviously planned things out, there's a lot of like, just wing it. Let's just, you know, here's what the scene is. Just go make the most of it. <laughs> yeah. Because there's such like there's such bad choreography of <laughs> of scenes, right? Like there's just it's like that bad acting. Tro- it's like when you go and you see bad improv and there's just people standing on stage and they kind of don't know what to do. And then suddenly somebody gets an idea and they go, OK, I'm going to I'm going to walk over here and, and, and say something. It's that kind of vibe. And you're saying this works for you. Yeah, because it's just like. It's just all fucking bets are off. Yeah. You just don't know what's going on. Like when the three little girls show up, <laughs> Dell, the big fucking oaf, dork, douchebag, Kendall guy, he just walks up to him and leans down. And he's like, where do you guys come from? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's not how you would react, right? I appreciate but like they didn't someone... give him enough time to like... like think out how you would react. They're just like, hey, hey, hey. So these girls show up. Don't worry about how they show up. Go. And Dell's like, well, I guess I'll ask him how they showed up. Like, mm-hmm. where do you come from? Right. Let alone the fact that, like, obviously in post, they made them up here with the animated lightning shit. But like, clearly the actors weren't told that. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're just like, OK, now these three girls. I don't here, know. Go. I, I thought that would be the first thing I asked them. Assuming I saw them appear via magic. I'd be like, so. Wherever you just were, where was that? <laughs> like the idea, though, that you're going to ask and and they're going to answer you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang that's... on. We're here for another reason. But since you asked. Yeah. Let me explain the fucking other dimension we just came from. Oh, well, since you asked. <laughs> that's what I love about, man. It's so it's just so fucking over the top and ridiculous. The um. The opening set it off great. It was fun. The opening 1931 flashback. Yeah. We, where we have the mid-demon transformation where it's like all the, the biles and warts appear and then the teeth and pointy ears yeah. appear on them. Um, yeah. The massive explosion <laughs> you already mentioned. The conceit we already liked. The, so the wind moving them around. How you said too, which I think we said earlier, how this the film's like this and this film function as a time capsule. Yeah, for Just sure. Their their style, their their the how they Dude, speak. Dell Dell is wearing a primary color blue sweatshirt with a built-in collar <laughs> and white sweatpants. <laughs> what did you And it's just a mate, it's just like you said something about those white sweatpants. I just was like, look at those fucking white sweatpants. They're just, <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah. White sweatpants. Just think about that for a second. It's not, it's not like, <laughs> it's not a, it's a style choice. It's, it's, it's not practical. It's not like he put sweatpants on because he's going to run around. He put white sweatpants on because that was his idea of style. Yeah. Or the the costumer put him in that. You know, like, whatever. But that's the character. 
everybody's just it's all it's so fucking out of control they're the casting too just like these people's faces like i don't know what to, i don't know how to describe them aside from just when you're watching it and you go like look at those faces you you understand yeah. what i'd mean i don't know how to describe what it is about them i mean it's it's a funny thing having you know come up through i think a lot of people don't I know a lot of people don't have this context. So let me attempt to give it to you. When you, okay, actually, here's the context that most people have. So everybody remembers high school and everybody remembers the theater kids in high school, right? We all had them. I called them thespians because they were kind of over, they were always trying to fucking perform and they're annoying like they're the they're the musical theater sort of like let's try to be the center of attention all the time those people not saying everybody who's weren't you one of those people not in high school no um and so they're just you know they're the they're the I need to be the center of attention people who like they're the people who walk into the cafeteria and they like start singing and they're like get on a fucking table what about them so Everybody knows that person, right? There's sort of a, a, a graduation from that as we go along. So you go to college and you have those same people, but they kind of get – they get like the, the edges sanded down a little bit because college is a little more like, hey, don't be such a fucking asshole. And then they go into the real world and they try to become actors and some of them move to New York or some of them do regional theater. And there's all – there's this whole gradient of like where those – dependent on certain factors like – you know, success, uh, opportunity, talent, like those things push you into certain categories. And so there's these levels of of how good you are, essentially, or, you know, and that's a somewhat subjective, but you land in a certain place. So some people end up, they're not good enough to have a career and they end up being like, but they still love it so much. So they end up being extras. And that's a very specific realm of personality, extras have sort of an, an odd they're an odd subculture and then you have sort of the next tier up of like the struggling actor who never really it just never happens for them and some of them are good some of them aren't but they're they spend kind of a lot of time believing it's going to happen and there's this this inherent desperation in them and then there's the next level of like maybe you had a little bit of success but you, you're still buying you're sort of sort of drinking the kool-aid of hollywood quotations um and then there's people who actually become very successful and these actors all land in this very strange middle point where i'm like they're acting badly right like like you can say the they're not good actors at least in this and they feel like to me they're people who had been in hollywood for a while they're all like 35 Right. Like nobody's really young in this. Yeah. Even though they're kind of playing these young archetypes, they're kind of playing 22, 25, but they're all easily 35. So there's this weird vibe where it's like they all probably have been around for about 15 years in Hollywood, living that 80s Hollywood life, getting like little co-stars and guest stars and stuff for a while. And this is it. Like this is they're peaking right now. They're never going to go above this. And it shows. But like the guy's face, who's the magician guy. That's right. Like he's the perfect (laughs) example. He's weird looking. 
he probably tried. It's it's misplaced is what it is. That guy was told or believed that he was leading man cool guy by Hollywood or by whoever his whole life. And he kept trying to do that thing, but he's not good and he's not better than the actual leading man cool guys out there. And so he's just this weird dude. But then that's sort of a different ilk where it's like you have these a combination of these distinct faced people's peoples and then Corey and Elaine, the main two, like they aren't as memorable looking, but it feels like Corey sounds so mean, but it's like the poor man's Emilio Estevez is kind of what he kept looking like to me. Okay. And then the girl yeah. Elaine kept looking like poor, poor man's Laura Dern to me. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, there's something. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like they're, they're weird kind of cookie cutter or like cardboard cutouts of a whole swath of of but people I, who are trying to be actors but i want to put it put it as so it doesn't sound like we're just keep bashing on the actors here let's bash on the filmmakers instead um that yeah. it's, it's more with the, the casting itself like forget you know what we're saying about these these actors um you know, putting it on them one way or the other. But, mm-hmm. you know, the film is, the the casting is the the palette of colors that you're using to paint <laughs> paint it, your your piece with. And it's just like, where the, as in with the writing and every part of the direction of films and films like this that I'm fascinated with and just can be so much fun to watch. They're just like going, what are you thinking with the casting? What are you doing? What is, I, I kind of get how you see it this way, but is this, what what your worldview adds up to like you know i just had a thought and and i think maybe part of it is this there's nothing in the script that says what any of these characters are except for the magician <laughs> but that might have been a, a construct that the actors brought and he's a kung fu magician sure <laughs> I would venture to guess that like none of that was in the script mm-hmm. and that the director essentially said, you guys come up with your character. And this is it. Like, this is the result. They, when you're left to your own devices to just come up with a thing, like, you know, one guy, you go into the fucking wardrobe department right. and you go, hey, that trench coat looks cool. And yeah, let so, me be that guy. So then he's the magician one is the only one who sort of brings it to a more. Um, yeah, he fucking a, went know, to the corner with ma- magician costume and he was like, can I do this? And the people are like, bro, you could do whatever you want. We don't <laughs> like we have we have not been told anything. Have at it. Just grab whatever you want. Incredible. I love the line. <laughs> I love the line. Many lines in it. The one I remembered. We have beer, Coke, water and goat's milk. Mm-hmm. Talking the, the woman Satan at, baby, a woman at the diner. Satan. I the, loved the little stick girl. <laughs> the inexplicable stick. Just the kind of the yeah. inexplicable. <laughs> Get it? See um, what I did there? Who's who's just sort of an ominous presence pointing at them with a stick for fifteen the, seconds as their car drives past uh, on the way to the gas station yep. and, and leaving the gas station, and then she shows up at the end again and demonized yeah cool yeah anything else you want to mention about what worked for you um hmm. i mean just the 
the absurdity of it. Uh, you know, to be honest, actually, there are some shots and sort of like set mm, vibe, sort of the feel of things that I really like. Like toward the end when the demons are all kind of closing in and they've made it inside the house and we're in this kind of scary hallway and they're busting through. Like, I I like the look of that. It feels cool. It feels like creepy and desperate and, you know, like they're fucked. Um, but, I, but visually, I think it just feels good. I liked them walking like... It was cool of them walking in where we see the profile of the wall. That's the entrance to the barn and they walk. Through I really like that. Yeah. yeah. You can't say I'd seen it before. You I know? also like the, sorry, the, you mean the house itself, right? The, the well, ruined house. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, that later when they go gimmick. to the, the actual barn with the Satan, um, the, the altar to Satan, all that stuff that. The set deck of that is really nice. Like there's chains and shit hanging. It's this like there's old like farm gear or whatever. It's lit fucking pretty well. Yeah. Like it looks cool. Now they don't look cool in it because they just they're awkward, right? Like they they're it's kind of a wider shot. And so it's like people in a wide shot that are lit well in a place that's supposed to be like dark and scary is odd. It's always sort of odd looking, but like the set decoration of that was cool as hell. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of hodgepodginess to it that like, it's almost really good. There's a, there's a high to low shot. Um, when Elaine, I think she's running in to get the book or the dagger into the room that Jack is in, um, when right as he's become a demon and it's a really cool shot like it's got fucking like style and it's there's like a ambiance to it it's just it's it looks cool so there's like there's a weird sort of paradox to me of like why only like these little bits looked cool and so much of it looks just schlocky as hell probably just whatever it's just random money, shots I, yeah. that they had time for yeah or like decided to put more time into <laughs> right, or just right. there was a moment of inspiration that yeah. the dp spoke up or who knows right I, yeah i um, mean there's obviously enough money it's one of those things where it's like you have you you have enough money to build these sets yeah you know and that's cool they like most of them look pretty good although it still has that made for TV like there's like a very fine line of set decoration or construction really that really speaks to low budget. It, mostly you see this in 80s TV where it's like they built things out of two by fours and plywood and that is it. And there's a bunch of these still in, in L.A., right? Like when you go to like there's um. When we were scouting for this one film, we wanted kind of like a Western town with a little street. And like, you can make that shit look good. You can, you can judge it up to look good. But what it actually is, is just pieces of plywood yeah. that's been painted. I loved, um. And that's, it gives it a cool, it's, it, to me, it's like sort of nostalgic. The uh, the fake out and uh, I mean again, <laughs> right yeah I I did want to did mention not that. need to, did not add up to anything or need to happen at all like everything in the movie this is great well it's like but what the, you said earlier out. it's just it's just they grabbed a trope yeah so right? the, the fake like, out where it it's in. like 
he it's as if you know they're at the worst moment he's fighting against the 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 biggest evil demon at the end then all of a sudden it's like he's waking up to the moment when things first when they're all still alive when they first walked into the barn <clears throat> oh it was all a dream what happened and then they turn into demons yeah. and just then, kidding wasn't a dream and, uh-huh. then, and then we're just right back in where we left off <laughs> yeah. and that he's none the affected yeah. any differently like, well i mean it's it's hanging a lantern a little bit on on that idea because early in the movie i was like they're all it's it's gonna be fucking dumb and it's all gonna just be a dream right and i think a lot of people that was a thing that was happening in that era of movie of this style of movie too where it's like too often we ended up it just being a dream so it's like you have to do it no matter what and then you just sort of make the decision half haphazardly whether how much you're gonna go with it or not (laughs) yeah yeah you just throw it in there and then say just kidding but then it was nice to get the the actual defeat and then the final gas station ending tease final demons to defeat yeah all right oh you know what else i really liked the mistakes like they're there, they're they're on screen. There's some really fun ones. Oh, I like the one at the. I only saw the one at the beginning of um, when the car is pulling up at the gas station, <laughs> yes. and then to get their mark to stop, there's just the sandbag right there that they drive <laughs> in, into. In shot, totally in shot. It's just right there for everybody <laughs> to see. Yeah, like later when the demon is is being defeated, you know, we had established that he's got these these goat hoof feet. Right. But when he's like falling on the ground in slow mo and like I think there's like flames and shit or whatever, you can very clearly see the costume like flaps that were covering his actual boots just flopped up and his black boots underneath. You know, it's like little things like that. (laughs) I just fucking love because it's just like we don't have time or care enough to fucking cover this that's up a, or do something about it that's a pretty great one yeah you know it's just like there's his shoes that actor's shoes underneath the goat hoofs costume all right now <laughs> this should be interesting for a film like this where everything bad is is what worked but now i know we, i know now can we move on to what did not work sure all right what did not work it's not ready yet seems to work okay no something important's missing so in defining kind of what however the type of film that this film fits into for me i was trying to define i can only look at in terms of how would this film be a better one of those films i thought about this too you know how do you be better more better more fun with the casting more fun with the inexplicableness that's the way I, i i frame it and the only thing I came up with was I wanted more of Old Man Harcourt. <laughs> sure. And more of Stick Girl. So, sure. Bring okay. her back in. Have her just be with them and just kind of this weird, like, she's kind of bringing new, some, she brings the daggers. I don't know. Something. Sure. Ha- yeah. or, or she's a new threat. She was just so fun. The casting, like, yeah. her casting was so on point for the film. I'm trying to, like, describe what right, it had. Right. She and Old Man Harcourt are, like, just staples in this kind of film I'm trying to define. So uh, more of them would have been more fun. Yeah. I Yeah. It's a interesting quandary, I guess. Like, there, I don't remember how far into the movie we were, but I did, I did have this thought. I'm like... If you want to make, if I want to make this movie, how do I make it 
the way like what does that look like what is what are the story elements that are there that i would want to use and like expand upon because there's such a just a fucking pile of a million different things going on it's like what would you reduce it down to 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 make it cohesive and not confounding Mm -hmm. um and ultimately a lot of what i kept thinking was like it's it's just a fucking it's evil dead one rehashed like that's the problem with it is that like there is a movie that did the the honed in version of this it's fucking evil dead and so but what honed a, in on a angle exactly that's what i mean and so i'm thinking well what else like what else could you if you don't want to do that because it's been done what do we have in this movie that's worth trying to do but that with? It wouldn't be this movie. I, exactly. This movie is the hodgepodge movie. <laughs> yes. I know. So I don't know. I mean, I guess theoretically Cabin in the Woods kind of is doing this movie m- a modern way. Wait, so tie this back together to what did not work for me. Oh. Uh, for you, for well, me. Well, just that you saying like... This idea of the the version that of your like the things you would want in your version or whatever. In- see, see, so what you're getting at, I would describe it as how you okay if you're trying to define what are all the types of elements in this of the different kinds of movies. I would say, how do we add in even more kinds? You know, how do we make it even a yeah. bigger hodgepodge? Not that it. Well, yeah, to me that that's <laughs> not that I wanted that, but as no, far as the kind of angle you're looking at it, right. It's a really hard exercise for me because I'm so bound or not bound, but like I, I, I'm such a fan of actual story, like cohesive. This is because of this. You came to the wrong movie. <laughs> and this movie doesn't have it. So it's like, so what do you what do you do? It, 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 it hurts me to watch the shit that I'm just constantly going with the fuck. And so I, that's what doesn't work for me is like, as much as I understand what this is, I hate it. So as much as, yeah, you are maybe having fun with the moments, there's still that part of you that's dying inside from the total lack of cohesion. Like horror, a horrible death. That's funny. See, I'm, I just, that, that total lack of story cohesion is just, I'm just on board. I I, I throw up my hands. I want rules because I like it. It's cool to have a thing pay off. I love that shit. And this movie has absolutely no rules and no payoff. Like it, nothing wraps back around. (laughs) Even the shit that like, you know, traditionally you you have this old guy character and he comes back and he's involved. Even him coming back makes no sense at all. They're not tying anything together. They're just adding. Yeah. It is literally just a stack of added ideas constantly with no rules. And that actually really fucking it just hurts me. I don't I can't like it just makes me crazy. So like, you know, yeah, the moments are fun and funny, but it's a shit movie. You'll never have to like I fucking hate it. You'll never have to watch it and pay attention to it again. You can just have it on. (laughs) That's very true. uh, Like I want to make sense of it and you can't. So then that's the paradox for me is you like trying to accept that is hard. 
those are my favorite like art house films. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, but we've watched movies that go off that seem sort of purposefully go off the rails, like, like possession, audition, they, possession, and they are amazing. And I think it's because they, well, they're coming at it intentionally. That's a big difference. Exactly. That's sort of why I went on that weird diatribe about actors is that because I have lived in that world and been around that and like to a degree am one of those people, it's painful to watch mediocrity when you have opportunity no it's like is it, if i'd watched this movie today i wouldn't have been into it maybe that is why when we go see movies nowadays that are just so bad because i associate with these people not as just like the time capsules we put it mm-hmm. you're i'm more dissociated from them being actual people as kind of horrible as that sounds it's oh. more like this film is dug up from the archives it's 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 congealed into its it's entity it's individual film self i'm not gonna like feel bad for the actors all in it you oh, know man i do <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean do. there's the I part do because... of me still but you know when it's in 1990 it's, yeah it's, you can more look at it as just a its own thing well it's a similar feeling that i get of the of the um you know like when you watch american idol and the the kid you know 17 year old kid shows up who's been told that they're the shit or they've they have this self-belief that they are a good singer and they are not. They are unaware of how bad they are. And I really like it makes me feel sick to my stomach because I'm like, fuck, like you just don't know. And yeah. that's I, I think that's a actually a scary emotion because you're going to get you're going to get reality at some point and it's going to fucking hurt. And so there's a part of me that looks at these movies like this and the acting in it and stuff like that, where I'm like, I I give them credit because I think they're doing they're doing what they can. They're doing their best, but they don't maybe know how how shit they are. And I hate it's like I don't even want to say that, like they're great, but they're they're bad. Yeah. We're borderline uh, things of note territory. Can we just move That's on true. to that? Um, the one other thing I wanted to say, even though I like moments, the actor, Corey, is – he's so vacant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't – some of the other actors do this too in the movie, and so it seems sort of like a directed thing. But he, like, blankly stares – into like a conversation and it's i i hated it like i wanted him to like our lead to have a fucking personality no he's it's like they went the direction of he's the the straight man serious one he's the leonardo who is actually the most boring and is no one's favorite (sighs) yeah that just sucked right being the main one isn't a personality (laughs) (laughs) That's right. <laughs> it sure isn't. Yeah. Personality is personality. <laughs> yeah. So that's really it for me. I mean, it's a fucking mess. But, right. you know, it, you know, you can have fun with a mess. Things of note. <laughs> This should be interesting.
I got one ready. Lou Diamond Phillips was an uncredited demon. Yes. And <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips. Why? He was Richie Valens in La Bamba, an actor. There you go. I learned that tidbit as well on the website, Sean versus bmovies.com. I was looking at his entry on a demon wind. He mentioned that tidbit as well as this. The film went into production between January and February, and the weather didn't cooperate with freezing temperatures and winds that would topple over sets, causing the <laughs> filmmakers to revise the script on the spot. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of funny where I feel like in our living in the, the, the sort of horror circle in the horror universe, reading, digesting all that as we do and have... I've heard the term Evil Dead knockoff a lot. Mm, mm, well, but, I say it a lot, too. Okay, so exactly, you know, talking to you in my horror circle. But never had I really, could I really point to one. Sure. Like, too clearly. Like, Evil Ed now, but but <laughs> yeah. still, like, I couldn't clearly <laughs> do it. But this one was just so obvious from, yeah. like, the daggers, the possessions, the cabin in the woods. The was, book. This, yeah, it's like moments even... Um, the floating monster, you know, them appearing out the, like, like the whole outside to inside cabin, you know, when someone's know, against know, it, yeah. someone's grabbing them. I mean, yeah, all that stuff has been done before, but it was just kind of funny seeing what, oh, this is Evil Dead knockoff. Okay. I yeah. can think of a clear one now. Well, and it's 10 years later-ish? Um, no, less. Evil Dead was 82, right? Yeah, so eight years, seven, eight years later. Yeah. I have to mention, Tim, the tagline. Do you know what it is? Demon wind. It comes with from within your bowels. No. Demon wind. It'll blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. Amazing, right? <sighs> Can I sigh harder? Oh, All right. No harder than that, though. No. Okay. Now, should we wrap up Demon Wait, Wind? No. You have more Big question that we had. Where was it filmed? Oh, yeah. Right? We were like, man, it's sort of like, is it NorCal? It looked like it's it could like, have been Europe, too. Yeah, it, was, it had this just sort of rolling green hills and I said and it looked whatever. like almost like the Beetlejuice area, yeah. wherever that was shot. Thousand Oaks, baby. Just over the hill from us. <laughs> awesome. It's just a little bit west and in the valley. <laughs> I actually think I know, because I when we looked for like ranches and whatever for a couple different films, <laughs> I think I know basically where this is. You know the Paramount Ranch that's like... Uh -huh west right it's it's that area so you're you're on the north side of the what would those be the the malibu hills i guess yeah yeah of? yeah i think we should look at all the films we've watched see which locations are kind of you know accessible in a day and then tim we, we you know if we get our youtube channel going there you go we do the the location visit and we put demon wind on the top of the list i it, bet you we hey. will be the first to visit I, I mean it's actually a really pretty area like oh, i yeah. want to go check that location out location visits are fun they're Fuck like yeah adventures i wonder if there's any remnants that's what we gotta find out <laughs> what the gas station the yeah. the the barn itself oh man the crucifix <laughs> i bet you we'd be the first ones <laughs> yeah we'd probably get there and like Cor the actor who played Corey would be like standing there just reminiscing 
<laughs> yeah. How incredible would that be? Though? Remember, 30. we have been to one filming location. That's right. So she went, we went to the Poltergeist Two house. If you dig back in our Instagram archives, you can see a little, see a little video we yep. shot there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do more of that. Yep. Okay, now we can move on from Demon Wind. Sure. All right, we'll move on from Demon Wind to our recommendations. Now, Tim, Mm -hmm. do you have anything that you'd like to recommend, Ed? I do. Um, I had, I I mean, well, so I'll preface this by saying I've always been a a fan of the Terminator series. Um, Obviously, this is not like fucking a newsflash. The first two are great. Third one is meh. I'm a defender of the third one. I think it's pretty good. Nowhere near as the first two, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) I mean, it's. Yeah, it is what it is. Arnold. Um, what's the fourth one? Salvation? I think so. That's, uh, you know, maybe got some kind of fun ideas and it's got some good visuals, but it's not that great. I haven't great. seen them past that. Um, and then after that, we had the one uh, called Genesis, uh-huh. which is kind of a mess. Uh-huh. But, you know, eh, okay. Kind of fun with old Arnold, Terminator Arnold, old whatever, a new and new Sarah Connor, maybe. Okay. And then the new one, which I had forgotten about, which came out, what, like four months ago or something like that? A little longer than that, but yeah. Nobody fucking talked about it. No, Certainly nobody I know saw it. Like, nothing. And then it dawned on me the other day. I was like, oh, wait, what? like, did that movie come out? And it's on fucking demand. Like, it's on available. So I watched it. And I, I well, before I watched it, I was like... Is it worth watching? So I looked it up a little bit just to see if people were like, this is utter garbage. And they weren't. They're were like, it's actually kind of fun. And they're right. It is. It's fun. The fucking what's her name? The uh, the girl who plays the sort of the the young enhanced like from the future person that's helping is so good. She's such a fucking good actress. Um, she was in Halt and Catch Fire, which I think I recommended it once, which is an amazing TV show. Um, I just uh, M- Mackenzie something, I think is her name, but you can look it up. I'm not going to. Uh, she's great. Uh, um, what's her name? Who? Um, Linda Hamilton is fun. She's not good. Probably the last time she's, she's ever going to. Yeah, gonna... but she is fun. It's fun. Like and. I will say this. I think that, you know, there's going to be a bunch of uh, conservative dickheads, let's call them. Just people who want things to stay the way they've been, right? They're the people who get mad that, you know, a black guy gets cast as a traditionally white comic book character. It's like, get over it and fucking move on. This movie is speaks to a lot of that stuff where, like, the new savior of the human race is a diminutive uh, Hispanic woman. And like most of the movie takes place along the fucking Texas border. So they're like border patrol. There's say more. People I don't want to know anything else. That shit is good. And th- I think it's a really good fucking uh, framework for a franchise that could have just gone, yeah, we'll just blow a bunch of shit up again and have Arnold show up. You know, so like I commend them a lot for for making this movie. It didn't really get much of a response 
whatever, but I think it is very much worth seeing, especially if you like any aspect of the Terminator. I was already hearing similar things. It was on my radar amongst. There's some fucking awesome action scenes in it. Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, I haven't been watching, I've been watching stuff, but none of it seemed good enough to recommend dead. So just pulling one from the archives. I don't think I I have. I love the the one, the few shows I've ever just binged was, on Comedy Central, Nathan For You, the reality Whoa. comedy. We were talking about pranking earlier. Oh, my God. I remember hearing about this. It's, um, it's incredible. Like, it's sort of, I love things that are taken to the, like, the nth degree. Where yeah. he sort of, he starts out with an idea. It's a comedian. And then um, uses that. And sort of, it builds on to itself. He brings back people who are real people from other episodes. And then on top of just being really smart, sort of, criticism i think i heard it put as a criticism on late stage capitalism where the whole conceit is like he's trying to help these failing businesses and uh-huh. then just in doing so kind of digs up all that's kind of broken about yeah. it as inherently as a system um but then on top of all that he's really just sort of it takes us all in la so he's finding you know like aspiring actors musicians just you know everyone and anyone he's meeting on these adventures but really like brings out the humanity in them all in these sort of idiosyncratic but heightened situations well can you describe essentially what the like the premise is i mean that's what i just kind of did i guess where he was it it's nathan is um he comedian and he sets up he he's the jumping off point is as if it's a show where he's trying to help businesses. Okay. And then, or, and, and then in doing so, or like individuals, and then in doing so, um, you know, with crazy, just kind of like, how do you say, like doing things you never, ever actually do because. So he's coming up with like completely outside of the box ways to help. Yeah. Like there was one that was where it was something about, how to got how to like ship how to send things ch- cheaper or something like this. this was a this is why i had to pull from the archives it was a few years ago when i watched it but like in an attempt to be able to send things um cheaper wh- figured out that if you got something designated as a musical instrument, you could do so in the way he was wanting to. <laughs> yeah. So he's trying to send fire alarms that way. And then he like legally is, he has this lawyer he goes back to. <laughs> so like find out what you have to do to legally get it defined that a fire alarm is a musical instrument. So he gets together this like, Band, you know, from Craigslist, all these locals, <laughs> they perform at the, the shell station I go to. Um, <laughs> And like on a truck and like record a single where it's like one of the instruments is this, this, you know, that's the worst sound in the world where it just comes in every few beeps. They're like rocking out and he presses it. It's just like that horrible beep patterns. And, you know, you could listen to the song and everything, but then, you know, oh my God, that's at, funny. And, and, and trying to get it legally defined as a real song. Right. It just takes, that's an example of the nth degree taking it to, but, um, is, I don't know, his brain just works similar to mine as far as just like taking, yeah, what ifs for, uh, as, as long as they can go. That sounds fun. I wanted to be brief there, but you are curious. So no, I, yeah, I think it's worth delving into <laughs> and i think you would appreciate it tim so yeah. you should start I've from the beginning four seasons on hulu and comedy central okay all right now i think it's my turn <gasps> for next week's film oh, man what's, what's it, it gonna be we only have like six seven oh, yeah, left I can barely 
barely feel them here. By the way, we're going to finish the hat by uh, before we get to episode 90. Oh, great. So, so get ready. We're refreshing it soon. All right. Dark Waters, 1992. Oh, yes. What? I know of this movie. I may have seen this movie. Or 94, maybe? Uh, it is, I think it's got, what's her name? <laughs> no, 93 is what it says here, so. Um, what the fuck's her name? Uh, she was in Labyrinth, the girl from Labyrinth. Oh, no, 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 Tim. This is older than that. That was, you're thinking of Jennifer Connelly in the yeah. remake of um, Dark Water. Oh, okay, this is different. This is 92, 93, 94. How could I make that mistake? <laughs> this is something else. Wait, what is it? Now I'm very intrigued. I don't know, but we'll figure out next week here at Dismembering Horror okay. for episode 81. Okay. And in the meantime, you can find us at dismemberinghorror.com. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also um, hang out with us on Instagram. Yeah. And by hang out, I mean, look at stuff that we post and you can send us messages. I don't care. I'll, I'll answer it. You could request a film. Oh, yeah, you could do that. And our big ask, if you enjoyed this, you should leave us. No, not for, you know, leaving a review. No one's done that when we've asked. Of course, that's great. <laughs> if you leave us a five star review. But we asked to tell a friend. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, you can email us. Go for it. It's at dismember. Oh, no, sorry. It's dismemberinghorror at gmail.com. Yeah. We got one of those. Great. All right. I think that's it. In Is that it? Yes. Wait, are you sure that's it? No? In closing, you can... <laughs> In closing, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ha, 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 ha.